Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Dodder. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mrs. Julie Martinez. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. We just met today, right? We didn't know each other before this. No, we did not. And uh, I would love for you just to share maybe a little bit of of your testimony. How'd you come to know the Lord? For sure, I'd love to. Um, My parents were both new believers like when we were growing up. And so they didn't really have like a relationship with the Lord. We were just going to church basically. So I grew up you know, hearing stories from the Bible, you know, knowing the story of what Jesus did for me. But I didn't really have like a a good understanding of what it looked like to have a relationship and what it really meant that Christ died on the cross for me. So I kind of felt forced, like I was going to church, Mm -hmm. like forced going all the time. So I kind of grew to resent that, especially as I became like a teenager and like I just wanted to do my own thing. And then when I went to college, I, you know, was able to do what I wanted to because my parents weren't always keeping an eye on me. And so I got into like partying, um, had inappropriate relationships with men um, and just constantly trying to find my worth in that. And then it wasn't until 2011 um, I had been with a guy that I had thought I was actually going to get married to. um, And he broke up with me and that just kind of like started like my path towards like the Lord. And so it was after that breakup um, that I kind of just like started walking with the Lord or just wanting to follow Him more and like wanting to like pursue like my faith. But even still, like I had a lot of guilt and shame from my past in college. And so I struggled with that for um, for two two years. It, it was 2011 when I started like actually going to church for myself. In 2013, I started coming to Watermark, and like that's when the gospel, I think, for the first time, like really made sense to me. And I understood that like Christ had died for everything that I had done uh, when I was in college, and I didn't have to live with that guilt and shame. Um, and started learning what it looked like to have a relationship. I went through things like Equip Disciple here. Oh yeah, um, and all of that. And so between all of that, it just like stirred my affection for the Lord and taught me what it meant to like have that relationship, helped me to understand what the gospel really meant, that Christ had died for like everything that I had done and I didn't have to have that like guilt and shame. And so, um, and I've just been walking with the Lord ever since and it's still a journey. Um, I learn a lot (laughs) uh, just through community group and stuff at Watermark and just, you know, Sunday sermons here and um, I just love it here. So. I love that. And now you serve in MoneyWise, right? Yes, Yes, ma'am, I do. I serve in MoneyWise, which is just a ministry um, that teaches biblical principles for like how to steward your money well. I love it. I my community group's been talking about doing it together. Actually, (laughs) good, y'all should. We we really should. Uh, (laughs) Hebrews twelve is today's passage, right? Mm -hmm. And specifically, we as we were talking, getting ready, you had mentioned verses one through three that you actually had those memorized. And that's part of why you picked this chapter to write about? Yes. <laughs> so you want to read them for us or quote them, whatever you want to do. <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll read them. Okay. All right. So um, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So why those three verses? What stood out to you? 
I So I'm a runner, and so that's one of the passages in Scripture that just kind of paints an illustration of just like running a race and, and persevering. Um, I started doing distance running in 2011, actually, um, as well. And so I love that Scripture just because it, it does paint the picture of like— when I'm in a race, like I have to like persevere to get through those 13.1 miles. I usually do half marathon distance. I've done two marathons, but they're not fun. So <laughs> I <laughs> Good shy, to know. I'll, I'll I shy away from those. Um, but yeah, just the imagery of, of the running and stuff has really stood out to me. Love it. What do you think we learn about God and what do we learn about people based off of those three verses? I mean, my thought process is just like, you know, perseverance, like in, in our faith, with in our walk with the Lord, like— there's so many trials that we go through that like we have to like persevere. And so God's like telling us like, hey, there's going to be, you know, like hard times in our in our walk with him um, where we have to just persevere through those things. Um, and just like as people, like we can't just give up when hard things come. Like he tells us, hey, persevere through this. Um, and so we just need to keep keep our eyes focused on him because he says, you know, fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. So like our eyes have to be focused on Jesus otherwise, because we can't do it by ourselves. Like there's no way on our own that we can um, manage to persevere if our eyes are not focused on Christ. Yeah. Similarly, I look at these three verses and I see the the part about throwing off the sin that so easily entangles. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, we've got to run with perseverance, but people are weak. Like, it so easily entangles us. And that part just, I don't know, convicts me. Because I bet in long-distance running, you have to train really intentionally. Oh, for sure. So, like, what is what did training look like when you first started versus now? Um, I mean, now that I've been running for so long, it, it's it's gotten easier. Um, but when I first started running, like, I, I followed a program by this guy. Um, and basically, it was, you know, slowly building up. Like, I had to start off, you know, maybe one mile um, build up to two, three until I got all the way up to where I was running 13.1. And so it was like a gradual build up and, you know, cross training, not just doing running, um, doing other workouts, like some light, light resistance training, or even if it was biking or jump roping, but just different, supplementing different things in there. So when I think about that spiritually, it's like, sometimes I think when we go to church and we realize we're missing the mark when it comes to living the Christian life, we swing to this extreme where we're like, I'm going to run a marathon today, and I'm going to read my Bible for an hour a day and pray more and fast, and we try to do all these disciplines at once, and that's like running a marathon with no training. It's not That's not how perseverance works. You don't just show up. I mean, some crazy people do, but for the point <laughs> of this illustration, you don't just show up and run a marathon. You'll hurt yourself. Sure. You'll get sick, and it's because sin— in the Christian life, sin so easily entangles. And so if you you show up and you try to sprint out of your own strength, you're not going to get very far. What else do you see? Another thing that stands out is where it talks about Jesus and the who the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. And it was just like, when we compare that to like our, our own trials, it's like Christ knew on the other side of the cross there was joy. And so, like, for us in our own trials as well, like, getting through that, you know, God—the Bible tells us that, you know, He works all things for the good of those who believe. And so, just understanding, like, you know, on the other side of that trial, there should be joy. And and we may not see that necessarily, like, in our lifetime, but 
um, if we trust that God is good, then we know that whatever trial we're going through, there is a purpose for it. And there will be um, joy on the other side, even if that's not on this earth, even if it's just, you know, in heaven, when, when we yeah. get to be with the Lord forever and eternity. So how do you live differently because of what you read in Hebrews 12, 1 through 3? Um, I, I think for me, like in my, my daily life, like when I became a new believer, I, I struggled a lot with, I guess, like more of like a works-based faith, um, where like I had to have the perfect relationship because I'd had so many like inappropriate ones in order to like make up for, you know, like my past or whatever. Or I think even like with Equip Disciple, like every day I had my, my quiet time, like, and if I didn't, then I was like mad at myself or, or things like that. Um, but it was actually through a different watermark. Um, was it follow, is it called following Jesus? Yeah. The online equipping course. Yeah, I believe so. And it, it, that was something that like really hit me hard as follow as like understanding the Holy Spirit. Um, so I feel like in like the past few years, like understanding the Holy Spirit more for me has like helped me continue to grow in my faith and understanding that like all of that stuff is good stuff. And like, I do need to like practice those disciplines of, of reading my Bible and, and having a quiet time each day, praying and doing all those things. But it's not me who does those things. It's like through the Spirit um, that I'm able to, you know, draw near to the Lord or or have that, you know, quiet time where like I hear the Lord speaking to me or, or things like that. And understanding like, if I miss a quiet time, you know, for a couple of days, like God's not mad at me in that. He still loves me. Um, but I can tell a difference in myself when I'm not practicing those disciplines now. And like, I can feel a difference in my relationship when the Lord, with the Lord um, when I'm not in His Word or practicing prayer or just doing things that like steady my mind on Him. Hmm. That's helpful. Well, Julie, man. Thank you for being here and sharing. I know that this is a little bit out of your comfort zone, right? Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> but you did it. And I'm confident that those listening are encouraged. And I am so glad we are on this journey together. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.